You're a Hollywood actress on a bigger mission. My guest today, Kate Huffman, wanted to tell her story of body dysmorphia, OCD, and chronic pain. So she created a one-woman comedy and took it on the road to spread body positivity. Today, Kate will go deep into what inspired her to help others with her art form and how it was both terrifying and empowering. Welcome to our show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome today to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about the little guy playing a big game and making an impact in the world. I'm excited to have a new friend of mine on the show today, somebody, someone by the name of Kate Huffman. Kate, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, Duff. Yeah, you're welcome. And, you know, uh, I think you're the first person on the show who's talking about this topic. So that's what makes it even more interesting to me. Um, now, you're someone who straddles two worlds. You're both a performing actor and you also have a coaching uh, and teaching business. So maybe tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Yeah, so I've been a professional actor and writer for 15 years. And uh, about four years ago, I told my story of 20 years of anorexia, OCD, body dysmorphia, and chronic pain in a comedic one-woman show called I'm Too Fat for This Show. And that was an enormously life-changing event very terrifying, told the story of all the things I had hidden forever under an umbrella of great shame, right. um, but felt that I could only make some sense of what felt like a wasted life if I told this story. Um, there were a number of reasons I wanted to tell it. I didn't think I had seen eating disorders portrayed well. At any rate, I told it. It was terrifying, but then shockingly wonderful. Uh, right. It was received with um, extreme gratitude from the people who saw it. And that was a great shock, a welcome right. shock. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so that sent me on this path of doing it in city after city. I got to go abroad with it, but somewhere along the line, I was asked enough times how to help people in similar situations right. that I, and, and I didn't have answers to that question. It was a present tense show, basically. Sure. Um, yeah, it wasn't like I beat the eating disorder and everything was better. It was that's, that's not the kind of show that it is. <laughs> no, no, of course not. No, no. not at all. Yeah. Um, but so that question made me feel really responsible to kind of finally do the work necessary to get to some answers. And Got in it. that process, I did a lot of thought work, a lot of mindfulness, and got certified in body positivity and life coaching and I'm so thrilled to be able to say that real change in that regard is possible. 
I love my body today, which that is still a shocking thing that I can even say that having spent so many years in deep body hatred. Right. And I was able to and take that now to people with body image coaching and body image courses. And, and that's what I'm up to now. Yeah, we were talking offline and, you know, it's such an important topic, uh, uh, body dysmorphia, because basically what that means is, uh, I'll let you tell it, but, you know, we, I have some friends who have that exact thing. And so it was really interesting to me. It's quite a bit different than some of the other, uh, maybe more obvious or talked about uh, challenges around eating. So maybe tell us a little bit more about what that is. Sure. So body dysmorphic disorder is a kind of OCD in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It's classified right. as OCD because it's certainly, it's invasive thoughts, constant, nonstop, inaccurate, invasive thoughts about your perceived body. So it can apply to something like a perceived flaw in your face that no one else is really aware of or doesn't seem like a big deal, but all you can do all day is, is think about it think about hiding it, consider plastic surgery for it, looking up anything you can do right. to get rid of this, this wow. flaw. Now, for most people, because of the society we live in, it manifests as a misunderstanding of your own body, of right. the shape of your body and the size of your body and what that says about you. And it drives your behavior every minute of the day. And you're thinking about it, you're doing body checking, you're doing whatever you can, you're sacrificing everything else to your attempts to control the shape of your body. And it's oppressive. Um, sure. So. Wow. Um, yeah. And so now you're also an actor. Uh, you've been in some yeah. shows that people are going to be aware of. So, um, you know, this is something obvious. I think it's going to be obvious to people like how you look and how you appear is something that people are talking to you about when you're in Hollywood. Yes. So um, how have you dealt with that and how does that impacted you? It's interesting because my personal eating disorder development of anorexia in my youth stemmed from knowing as a precocious 10 year old that yeah. I wanted to be an actor. And I was wow. a large child, I was bullied for being fat. Um, but, but my first diet at age 10 came solely from an understanding in the 90s that if I wanted to be an actor, I was going to have to have that thin body that every single female actor had. There was no other option except being the fat, funny woman and every, every role you were ever going to play would be that the, the, your body shape would be all that would be talked about. I didn't want right. to do that. I wanted to be able to patrol, portray any type of character. So the requirement, it seemed to me at age 10, was become thick thin. So that drove that. So it was really interesting because I had always assumed always the whole path of deep hospitalized anorexia to recovery, but still this awareness. I mean, I went to an acting conservatory, still had this awareness that I had to fulfill that job requirement. It just seemed like a job requirement for me. Right. So when I was in, um, I mean, I was still deeply body dysmorphic the entire time. Um, yeah. And, but I was very, very thin. So I didn't get any comments about the shape of my body until <laughs> there was this one period of time where I made an attempt to recover 
and right. I did gain a lot of weight. And, and then this one producer who I actually portray in my, in my one woman show okay. uh, was gonna, he was gonna make me a lead in this movie in Italy. And he did make a lot of comments about my body that it was too big. And I remember thinking, I've been prepared for this forever. And the <laughs> one time I tried to honor my health and my body and I was wrong to do it. Now, looking back, I just kind of think that's one of those weird things of the universe of like I draw I drew that to me like right I drew the person who would be critical of my body right. to yeah. me by obsessing about it so much I mean I don't know but that's the only time that it has been explicitly said to me that your body was a problem but wow. I have many many friends for whom that has um, occurred yeah it's uh, one of the things we were talking about offline was or at least I said is there's this convergence going on between people I'm 55 now and you know people in the coaching industry and my generation we aren't necessarily super comfortable with putting ourselves out there I don't think like even yeah. social media was a leap and now um, you know there's a lot of I guess upstarts uh, social media influencers where they're quite comfortable putting their sums out there Instagram Twitter what have you and so this topic around how do we look and how do we feel about it, how we look and how, what, what do we convey with how we look and how we kind of do these things is just such a different, interesting area that is preoccupying us. And so I love it that you're playing in this field. I think it's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, that is something that's huge uh, in terms of how much more we are putting our images out there and how that that can be very troubling for a lot of my clients one of the biggest triggers we have of of um, the negative attacking thoughts that come into our brains about our bodies come from being tagged in a photo we weren't expecting you know right. um, photos are very triggering for people and the world of instagram in some ways, it's wonderful in that we can surround ourselves with body diversity, which is sure. massively important. Like our brains need to normalize what a human shape actually looks like, right. um, which is very varied. Sure. Uh, but then on the other end, there are filters and there are now apps where you can digitally enhance your own bodies. And there are people advertising. As always, it's another area where people can advertise with digitally enhanced bodies. And, and so that's highly problematic and that makes us compare and despair. Um, so yeah, I think it has brought up a lot of issues for a lot of people, but there are certainly ways to deal with it. it it's got ups and downs social media. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but it's just, it's interesting that you're, you're, you're a stand for what you call body diversity. Um, because I think that's a really interesting topic. And I, I, I wrote that down as soon as you said it. So tell me more about body diversity and what it means to you and what you do. Definitely. Body diversity is an acknowledgement that we in Hollywood have not seen normal, the, the beautiful variety of human body shapes, particularly for women. Um, in the 90s, when I was coming up, there was a term called heroin chic. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. they literally wanted women to look like they didn't need anything, but did heroin all day. That was in style to look like that. Great. Yeah. Cool. That's helpful for all of right. us coming up and looking at what is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, instead of showing, you know, if you, I love to compare human bodies to trees. We celebrate 
the many different shapes and sizes of trees. That's what makes trees so wonderful. But with human bodies, for some reason, we want them to only be palm trees, tall, skinny palm trees and nothing else. And we need to get surgery and go on diets and punish ourselves anytime we are not forming ourselves into look, looking like these palm trees. Whereas body diversity is when we can actually celebrate and, and find beauty in the wide variety of shapes that humans make up. And in TV now, we're just starting to see body diversity happen where women who don't fit the one thin ideal that we're used to seeing are protagonists of their own shows. And it's not about their body. It's about whatever story they're going on. It's beautiful. They're the leads of film, they're the leads of their own shows. My 10 year old self would have been rejoicing for this. So it's just starting. I would love to see more of it in Hollywood. I love that your business, we were talking about how your business sort of straddles two sides. You've got your coaching and you've got your performance art, um, which I was like, wow, that's really cool because I don't know a lot of coaches that would naturally go like, I'm going to do a one woman show, right? It's just like, <laughs> that's not natural for them, but it makes it makes you so much more interesting that that's the path you've gone down. And you've told us a little bit about why that show was important to you, uh, but maybe tell us a little bit more about that show and and if it's, if it's going to be something that we can look for in the future. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, one element of what happened to me by dedicating so much of my life to um, calorie restriction and exercise addiction was yeah. extreme chronic pain okay. that I blamed myself for. I, I had nerve damage. I had, I would lay on the ground in such pain. I was a, a, for all of my 20s, I assumed I would die before I hit 30, but I would know even while I was lying there, not able to dedicate any time to my career, not able to engage in whatever relationships I might be in, just laying there, unable to do anything, I still knew I was going to make myself go to the gym that day. And as time went on, at a certain point, I looked at my life like it was a waste. I just felt that I had wasted it on this beast of an eating disorder because of the chronic pain, because of all of it. And I really looked at the stars one night in Joshua and I always believed in wanting to be of service through art. I think there's service nice. in comedy, service in storytelling. That's been my goal. And I just thought maybe the best way I can be of service is to try to tell this story and see if it matters to anybody. I didn't know if it would but I had listened to Brene Brown's TED talk about having the courage to share the story of your heart. And, um, and I just had an impactful evening watching meteors in Joshua Tree and I drove home knowing I was gonna have to sit out to, to write this script and tell this story the best way I knew how. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 and people have been loving it. And so it was a four, it was a four year run so far. And then it's yeah. been it's been paused a little bit by what's going on, but man, that's so interesting. Um, Thanks. You talked earlier about two. You said uh, we have these stories around our bodies, and I think like you know uh, this. My audience are entrepreneurs, and we're putting that's ourselves it. out there, and if, you know we're telling stories. We're telling stories about who we are and what we do, and our truth, and you know. Um, Tell us more about how you think about that in terms of how you help people. Well, the people that I have worked with, 
this is the thing is I am certified to be a life coach, but yeah. I focus on body image because in my experience and in the experience I've had with my clients, the stories we hold about our bodies and everything that is wrong with them hold us back. It absolutely affects all the areas of our lives. So the area of entrepreneurship, our careers, they are stymied when we have so much mental energy dedicated to picking ourselves apart and worrying about controlling the shape of this body in yeah. some way. Yeah. So freeing that up and working on it, the way I work is through thought work, um, mm. recognizing that our thoughts are not facts. Okay. They feel like facts, but they aren't. And therefore we can choose them. Right. So it's about questioning those thoughts, recognizing where the thinker of them, examining them, uh, and trying to shift them to something more neutral before we can go to a positive place, at least shifting them to something neutral so that we can get on about our days. Yeah. Um, so just do, starting in the area of body image and, and learning the neural pathways it takes to make that shift spreads into the other areas of your life very, very quickly. Wow. Yeah, That's awesome. It's wonderful. Yeah. So now what you're doing with, uh, uh, with that is you've got a variety of things you help people with. So you've got some courses, coaching, you've got a Facebook group. Um, now also I should probably just, uh, you're, uh, where do people go to learn more about UK? Just, I, I wanted to bring that up now. I'm going to bring it up later again, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. KateHuffman.com is okay. where you can find out all of my services. Um, and my, I, yes, anyone is welcome to join the Facebook group, Body Positivity for People with Bodies. I do a lot of free trainings in there, and it's just a beautiful community of people on this body acceptance journey, just right. getting to a place of living in our bodies and hopefully not having to think about them that much. There's so many more awesome things to think about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking of, you know, an individual... Um, you know, and, and this kind of thing manifests in all sorts of interesting ways with entrepreneurs. Um, so, I mean, part of the process that we've gone through with you coming on the show and everything is really simple, right? There's a few questions to answer. Uh, like you send me a picture, we meet, we, we have a conversation, you know, we met a little bit before. Uh, but I've also had the case where, you know, people would just not send me a picture. They just would not send it. I was like, why is that happening? You know, why is that happening? And so it's given me a different perspective on what that might be. You know, there might be something going on I just don't get. And, um, and on the other side of that too, as we step into this entrepreneurship, which is today and it's in the digital realm and we're putting ourselves out there, um, it's just... Yeah. So body yeah. positivity, it's just, I, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Just to that end, if there is a listener who experiences that just really has trouble with themselves in, in an image, sure. a couple of, of possible ways to approach that, that resistance yeah. is trying to just remember this is a human face. I have a human body. We don't have to go to body positivity, just starting with neutrality and making it about the fact that it's just a human face. Right. If you can just accept this is a human face, I'm going to send this human face off to Duff so that I can right. apply to be on his <laughs> podcast. Right. Um, really just shifting thoughts to the new, that neutral place is my favorite way to start. It, it's very powerful to just, it kind of connects us to all of humanity. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a human face. Cool. That's all. That's all I have to worry about for right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. 
thank you for that. That's that that's sure. that's such great grounded advice. And actually, you brought up a word that I love to bring up with my guests, which is this word resistance. And I, I where I'm coming from on that, my listeners will know this is as I went into my own entrepreneurial journey, I would hear this word all the time: resistance. Like I want to do X but I have this resistance and I find it's a really fascinating question. So I like to ask all my guests, their relationship to that idea. Yes, it's a, it's, it's very strong. Uh, Resistance shows up again and again. And it, again, I I like to work from a place of thought work and neuroscience and our brains like to stay the same. It's very comfortable to run all of the old neural networks that we're used to running. That is the comfortable thing that our brain wants to do. So it will easily create buts. It will easily create resistance anytime we want to do something that's stretching that space. And I I certainly face it quite often in in my desires to, in my entrepreneurial pursuits and my acting pursuits. Yeah. But um, to challenge those those thoughts is is so powerful because each time you do, you're forming a new synaptical connection, which is exactly. giving you a little bit more strength to do it again the next time. Right. But you have to keep reminding yourself. You have to catch yourself when it happens. And I run into it also with people kind of finding resistance to just wanting to do body acceptance work. I sure. do like people. I believe all bodies are beautiful and wonderful and human, but not mine for these reasons. And they'll have reasons that they believe very strongly. Their, they, their brain has created really strong evidence as to why they are the exception to the type of bodies that are allowed to be accepted. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I, and I think what's neat about it, uh, it, working with you is if I, if I were to work with you is um, your perspective is so interesting on this topic because as you say, from a ten, as a 10 as a year old, um, you know, you were making executive choices career choices. Um, And you've had to live that life where it's constantly in front of you. It's constantly top of mind. Um, You know, for someone who is struggling through this idea, uh, I I can't think of a more powerful mentor than you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm very honored to get to work with the people I do. Uh, I mean, the, the, in the shocks that people get to experience when they actually do experience some shift in, in years, decades of right. daily body hatred and letting that affect the people around them, themselves, everything they do, and then suddenly having a very simple shift yeah. that clears the pathway for them to get to reclaim so much energy and time and money by not sure. de- putting it all towards the intense need to control our bodies. It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a joy to witness. I'm so grateful to be able to, to do that. Um, I, I just, something came to me is like, yeah. I'm sure as you've gone through this process and, you know, as you're getting up on stage or as you're getting in front of the cameras and they're ready to roll and you have those moments of doubt, like, do you have a little mental hack that you typically use to kind of right the ship, so to speak, to get yourself thinking the right way? Sure. Well, when I I have different ones for for various ones of those scenarios. Sure. As far as stepping on the stage for my for my show specifically, which was scarier than any other any other performance of my entire life. And it remains that way because it is my story. It is my words. It is vulnerable. It is terrifying. If I feel that way, I always 
remind myself that there will be one person, I will be of service to at least one person. Yeah. I know that there will be some, I will tell my story to someone who will have needed to hear it. And if there's reviewers in the crowd that want to hate the show, I don't even, you know, I mean, those types of fears, if there's people who are going to judge me, let them judge me. And, and that has happened certainly. Um, sure. But that is enough to just get me to step out on stage and then the ball is rolling and I'm on a 70 minute train that I don't have time to question <laughs> anything from there yeah. on out. Um, yeah. So let me think of some of the other, what were some of the other scenarios you just laid out? Well, maybe just in front of the camera, because obviously you're on a TV, sh you're on some TV shows uh, that you've been on. And so there's, yeah. there's, you know, as you step in front of the camera, is there any little hacks that you have for that as well? Well, it's, it's interesting for, um, mm -hmm. for, for, for as an actor, then sure. I, I try to make sure I just drop in to be as, as true to the character and the story as possible. Right. So that's, um, that's, that's what that would be. But for an interview or something, when I'm just being myself, sure. just an understanding that there's no one interview that can ruin me. So let's just go have fun. Nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. There will be another interview if this one goes poorly. I think that's brilliant. So those are a couple of little facts that I have. That's brilliant. That's totally brilliant. I think there's a lot nice. of, you know, I think a lot of people can, can hear those and yeah. see something in their experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, just back to what I said earlier, a lot of us entrepreneurs who are in our 30s, 40s, 50s, like we, we haven't necessarily been comfortable in front of the camera, but that's such a present thing now. So those are wonderful suggestions. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that's useful. Great. Take them. Go nuts. Make them your own. <laughs> oh, right. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like to ask my guests, like of all the things that you've encountered in your career and, you know, in helping people and being in service as you are, what's the number one insight as a business owner now that you've, that you have that you think you could impart onto others? For me, the biggest insight is how truly possible it is to shift your beliefs, to rewire your brain. And again, yes, my focus is on, on body image, but it can be for any area, the ability to generate income. You may have limiting beliefs around that and your, may, your brain may be deeply wired to believe, no, nope, I'm always gonna be scraping it together. Right. I'm, uh, that's just, that's how I am with money. But if you do real thought work and challenge those beliefs, uh, and shift, you can absolutely very truly rewire to have different beliefs, which will then affect your entire reality. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. I've had so much fun talking to you, Kate. Me too. Was, this Thank has been you. a really nice conversation. I'm so yeah. excited to have you here on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I want to remind people the uh, the place to go to find out more about you. Is there any stuff they can, is there anything interesting on the site they should look out for when they go to your website in particular? Yeah. If you go to kateuffman.com slash free gift, that has my guide to the top five thought work tools I employ for body acceptance. Um, so that really lays out that it's a really useful tool. So you're welcome to go jump onto that. Oh, that's awesome. So kateuffman.com forward slash free gift gift that's the place all right and we'll put that in the show notes as well uh sounds amazing cool. thank um, you I, yeah no i've had so much fun interviewing you and getting to know you a little bit in this process um i Likewise. thank you so much for being on the show it's such an important topic 
uh, body diversity and positivity. And I, yes. I just thank you so much. I appreciate you appreciate so much. You've taken the time to discuss it because it is important and I'm always happy to talk about it, but not everyone else is. So thank you. Thank you so much, Kate. <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to thank you. I thank all my listeners today as well for coming and being with us and, uh, you know, as you go out into the world and make that impact that uh, you've always wanted to make, just make sure you do one thing for me, please. And that's to teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. We'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.